Welcome to this inspiring message by Paul Van Essen at Greater Life Church. For more information about us, do visit our website www.greaterlife.org.uk. Now, are you ready? Give me about 15 minutes, will that be okay? We've actually only been about an hour so far, so I'm doing pretty good. But, did you enjoy worshipping God? Are you all with me today? Facebook family. So, the vision, that's exciting. That's, That's kind of an overview of the things I feel like we need to emphasize this year. Now, if all of those things don't interest you, and you think, yeah, whatever... Then that's all that you know what's coming. I mean, there there are some other churches around you could you know, but I want I want to build something. We good? I want to build something in your life, and I want to kind of kick out of one of those things, which is this agape love thing. I want to tie what we're doing today uh, to that in a very special, but brief, punchy kind of way. Are you ready? We're going to have a look at just a couple of verses of the Bible. If you have your Bible, George, you got it with you? I love your style, mate. Yeah, the hard copy, there it is. All right, are we ready? Go to your Bible and we're going to go to, so if we whiz down, darling, to the title of the service thingo, which is, now you can, well, you know, I haven't practiced. (laughs) Practiced with that thing. Keep going. Yeah, the fruit of the Spirit. So we're going to go to Galatians chapter 5. Everyone say Galatians. Galatians chapter 5. There it is, and 22 and 23. And then you can, if you've got your Bible, you can open up to John 15 as well. Very hard, harder to do that on a, on a phone, I know, but, uh, you know, you'll be all right. Okay, here we go. I'm going to put them up there, but I just want you to get familiar with them. So we're talking about, now here's, here's what's really important. Okay, the fruit of the Spirit. You heard that term before? So there's fruit, fruit like fruit that grows like on a tree. Let's have a look at what the Bible says. Does anyone know how many fruits of the Spirit there are? Nine. There's nine lifted, listed. Does anyone know how many gifts of the Spirit are listed? No? Good try, though. I like you. Good for a football team. No? Very similar to the fruits. Exactly the same as the fruits. Nine. <laughs> it's nine. And that's interesting, isn't it? Because when you think of... The fruits of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit, and if the Spirit is like a dove, somebody else said this, not me, you know, like nine fruits, nine, nine gifts, kind of balances out. Interesting, isn't it? But there you go. I have nothing further to, deeper to say about you, uh, about nine. But there are nine gifts, or what better put, manifestations, and we talk a bit about those. So one is healings, one is miracles, one is word of knowledge, one is word of wisdom, prophecy one is praying in tongues with interpreting tongues but that's different to everybody else praying in the spirit those are kind of particular gifts that are to build up one another and to help one another but now we're going to talk about fruit so they're just as important but different and this is really important right because what's the fruit and have a look at Galatians you can see them there but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance or some versions will say patience Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. They're good fruits. I think you'll find there's nine. Daniel's counting. 
I know, I saw you with his fingers. It's what he does it at work, he's just kind of brought it into the church. You know. See that? Fruit, love, joy, peace. So let's say that love, joy, and peace. That's the first three. They're fruit, they're fruit, fruit in your life, fruit that grows on your life. And then what's the next three? Forbearance or patience. Kindness, everyone say kindness. Kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. A lot of people don't think about that. Kind, just kind. Some people are just kind. I'm not talking about some people, you know, are, are, are less offensive in their nature. I just mean as a fruit of the Spirit. This is the work of the Spirit of God in your life. Goodness, there's one. It's not a word we use. He's a really good man. Sometimes when I do funerals for people, I'm able to say that. You can't always say that. But it's a lovely thing when you can say that. And all the family say, he was just a good man or a good woman. Goodness, faithfulness. One version, incorrectly, translates that as faith. It's not faith. Faith is not a fruit of the Spirit. Faithfulness. To be faithful, to be true. To be, you can't be bought. You don't sell out for anything. You're just faithful to God. Gentleness. What another beautiful fruit. Think we didn't think about these much. How many feel like they'd like a little more gentleness in their life? Some of you, I'm looking at, you need some more goodness. It's too much badness and we need a little goodness. You know who you are. Some of you people out there. Self-control. It's a big one, isn't it? It's a fruit of the Spirit. The ability to control it. Fruit of the Spirit. Now, I want to want to show you something here. There's Galatians next to it. See, that's the NLT, different version. Because here's the interesting thing with this. The fruit of the Spirit, is that the fruit of the Holy Spirit? See, most people think it is. And the NIV there has capitalized Spirit with a capital S, see that? Which makes you believe that is the Holy Spirit. There's no capital in the Greek. In fact, there's only one word in the Greek for Spirit, pneuma. And you only know whether it's the Holy Spirit or the human spirit by the context that it's in. Obviously, if the word holy appears before it, there's a big clue, right? But in this case, it's the arbitrary decision of the people that have interpreted it. And I think they've made a mistake. And we'll explain why. Most versions will capitalise. But that was their call. That wasn't in the Greek. I think the NLT helps us a little bit better. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. All right, I want us to go to the next where I've kind of put all this together uh, and, and explained it to you a little bit better. Watch this. Here's the next one. Kaboomski. Galatians 5.22. It's not the NIV, actually. This is my version. The fruit of the born-again, spirit-filled human spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And we're going to go into John 15 in a minute, and this will make it crystal clear to you. Right? Because in John 15, well, I'll talk to you about it in a minute. The fruit of the born again, it's the human spirit that produces fruit. It's on your life. Either your life has this fruit of peace and joy, or your life doesn't have it. And this is what they are. Here again, agape love. I think that's a big thing to, to notice. That's, that's what that Greek word is. That's different to phileo love. Joy, peace, forbearance, patience, long-suffering. Now in the Greek, I've just put that there. The word long is in there, forbearance. Some versions say forbearance. It's really length of spirit. That's the way I like to describe it. 
It's the ability to not lose it. It's the ability to stay. It's not like, well, I'm being patient. That's, you're waiting, but you're not showing much forbearance. There's a grace about it. You just can wait. Length of spirit. It's not flip, flip, you're not flipping out. You're patient. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, not faith, gentleness, and self-control. All right, we've got to keep moving. Let's go to this next verse. If you're in your Bible, it's John 15, verse 5. And if we go to the next slide, you'll see it here. Watch this. Two different versions, just to, to, to highlight it here. The NIV, that's a very good general version for nearly everything. I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. So who's the vine? Jesus. And who's the father? And what does the father do? He's the gardener. So this gives you a little clue into how the father knows the spirit hasn't been mentioned here yet. But this gives you a little clue as to how God relates us. It's really important to understand this. I'm the true vine. My father's the gardener. Now that's verse 1. Now in verse 5, I'm the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I remain in you, we stay connected, then you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, disconnected, you can't do anything. You won't bear anything. Or let's look at the Passion Version, which is nice as well. I am the sprouting vine, and you're my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. That's a good, good way of describing it. But when you live separated from me, you are powerless. Now here's the thing. Who's the vine? Who's the branch? Anybody ever seen a grapevine? You have one? Or in fact, any tree. Apple tree, lemon tree. Owen has one of those. We've got a grapevine. Drapes all drop into, <laughs> into the pond because I never get around to getting to them. But let me ask you this. Does the fruit grow on the vine or on the branch? Always. Jesus is the vine. You are the branch. The fruit doesn't grow on the vine. The fruit grows on the branch. It grows on your life. Okay, let me show you. Now I've got a little diagram. I've done a little Van Gogh work here this morning. Next. Ah, ladies and gentlemen, that's available after the class personally signed. That is a very rough approximation of a uh, Christmas tree. And I'm doing that very quickly because this isn't my main point, but it's a secondary point. It's worth knowing. On the Christmas tree are gifts, right? See them there, bl the blue square one, and the, I've tried to, you know, maybe the power one, the kind of lightning one is miracles, you know, that could be. And the blue one there, that could be like uh, prophecy. And the sparkling, shiny one, that could be a word of knowledge. But they're all the gifts. That's what they are. But do you notice that the gifts do not grow out on the branch? The gifts are placed there by somebody else. Next artwork, please. Wait for this. Look at that. So have a look at this. Fruit grows naturally, automatically on the branches if it's connected. Gifts are placed on the tree by somewhere else, someone else. So they're not related to the health or the fruitfulness of the tree. It's good to know, isn't it? Now, they're both important. 
if you've got a sick person and you've got the gift of healing flowing through your life, then do it. But what God does is he says, give you, I'll give you this gift, I'll give you this gift, I'll give you, he's just a giver. And that's not an indication that your tree is particularly healthy. In fact, you might be bearing pretty crappy fruit. Your love, you know, your, your love might be like a crab apple instead of an apple. A little bit bitter, a little bit small. Nobody's really excited about buying into that. But you could have these gifts, you see. So it's not to take away from gifts, it's just to say they're both important. And what we need is a balance in our lives. Obviously, we want both of those flowing. But what I'm suggesting, and I'm focusing, I guess, a little bit on love today, but of all those fruits, so peace, if you need the peace of God, it's fruit that grows on your life. And it all depends on your connection. So the way it works is that Jesus is the vine, that you're the branch, and like any tree, if that connection is good, what flows out of the vine into the branch? A xylem, is that the word? They have these little xylems where, who knows? Is that Xylem, Caroline will know. There is the life, right? The life, the sap. The life of the, of the stuff goes up the vine through the connection into the branch. That life, guess who that is? the Spirit of Christ. So it, 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 even though, see, he's, he's, the, he's the vine. But the life that's in him is the Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. And so as you connect to Jesus, the Spirit of life flows through you, just like in a plant. And that automatically produces fruit in your life. Have you ever thought about have you ever seen, now I've got a couple of examples here, you knew I brought this for something. It isn't fruit time, in case for those of you, I don't have any raspberries for you, I don't have any lemons, but this is our camellia, which has got some buds, which is going to have to do for fruit today. I only cut this off this morning, so as you can see, even though she's a little sad, she needs a little more acid probably in the soil or something like that, I'm not that good at all those kind of things, but basically it's green. And there's life that's been flowing through it, producing these buds. This one, however, has been disconnected for rather longer. See that? And it could be, it's not the same plant, but it could be, everything else could be the same. Except once this thing breaks off, you ever had a, you, you got a, ever had a tree like that? where something in the middle, one of the branches is broken off and everything else is green and you've got this brown one in the middle. You ever seen that? Everything else about that branch is perfectly fine. The only thing that's wrong is the connection. The connection got broken and as a result, no fruit shrivels up and dies, which actually Jesus refers to in, in John 15 there. So if you have a look at this, gifts are placed on the trees I mentioned. See the diagram there. There's the vine, there's the branch coming off the vine, the yellowy is, is like the life, the spirit that flows through that connection and whilst the connection is good, see all the little orange fruits? Now on the other diagram you can see with my carefully highlighted Picasso style circle that that, that happens a lot, that branch has gone kind of like, like that. 
It's not completely off, but it's severely affected. As a result, there's very little life flowing in here and very little fruit. Now, if we were to think about, never mind the rest of the Christian church, let's just think about ourselves. Are there any areas of life where we feel like we could have more fruit? Is there an overabundance of agape love in our lives? Or do we feel like my love kind of runs out pretty quick, to be honest? Is an overabundance of joy. I'm just ridiculously happy and joyful all the time. Or do I get ticked off and annoyed and a bit irritated? Do I have overabundance of self-control, just the Spirit of God moving on my life and I'm just totally in control? Or do I kind of get fazzled and, and out of control? And Now, I, I've only mentioned three, but I know for me and for all of us, there are shortages. Now, a traditional kind of perspective from some ministries might be, you know, you've got to increase your love. Let's learn how to be more loving. Love is very kind, so start practicing being kind. Da 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 da. And and we may have heard that for years. And I can tell you, and we might as well be honest about it, it's made very little difference. If what the church leadership generally has been saying to the people of God generally worked so well, then why is the church in the relatively poor and embarrassing state that it is when it comes to the world? Somebody, anybody hearing me? I'm just about finished here. I'm making sense though, aren't I? Just nudge the person and say, he's talking to you. Now get this, get this. Isn't this awesome? The connection is all it is. If you connect well, if you don't disconnect, if you keep that thing, does this little branch have to try hard to produce fruit? Doesn't try at all. It's not, need more love. Come on, break this and whip yourself. Come on. Oh, God, give me more love. God, give me more love. I appreciate the sincerity, but the branch doesn't have to try. If the life's flowing, bing, it just pops out. You can't help it. It's like magic. God's a genius. Isn't that amazing? Pen a little apple, a few little seeds in the ground. Lo and behold, a tree. And then with all hundreds and over its life, thousands of apples came from one little seed. He's a genius. But the same thing applies to us. You see, if you keep the connection, the life flows. So as we're talking this week here about increasing in, well, all the fruits of the Spirit, you pick yours, kindness. It's not, we're not talking about, see, some people are what we'd call more naturally kind than others. I get that. Some people are more pointed, whatever. That's okay. This is, this is the fruit of the Spirit of God that's produced in, in, on your spirit, on your life. So it's, it's the, when I say the fruit of the Spirit, it's the fruit of your spirit, but it's the life of the Spirit in you that produces it. Does that make sense? See, if we go too far the other way, say, well, this is just fruit of the Holy Spirit, it's kind of like, well, you know, He seems to have given me some fruits and not other fruits. It's just, it's a, it's a nonsensical thing. It's your spirit, it's your life that produces the fruit. And the single thing, this is the magic of it, if I can use that word and not get, you know, cast out for heresy. The wonder of it is that it all comes down to one thing. Remain in me. If you remain in me and I remain in you. And there's the word there, remain. See, it's meno or meno, depending on where you're from. 
And this is what it means. To abide, some versions will say that you abide in me. But that's a word that's a little bit blind to us, really. We don't use it a lot. To continue. To dwell. To remain. To stay as a guest. Thayer says it's like staying as a guest at a lodge. You just stay there. It's like I'm living here. Not to depart. To stay in a given place or in a given state or in a given relation or to stay in a given expectancy. That's what it means. So you stay closely connected with him. So in many respects, what I get to do, you can come closer if you want to, um, what I, what I want to do is, is produce teaching and the anointing and the presence of God and the fellowship and whatever else, lead that, oversee that, if that's the, you know, <clears throat> so that we're in a situation where you're, every time you're here, your connection, your abiding, your dwelling with Jesus gets stronger and the stuff that you hear and that you catch and that you start to feel goes with you during the week so that you start to, on Wednesday afternoon, when the boss is yet again having a go at you, you've got this patience and forbearance that you never had before. It doesn't mean that they're right. It doesn't mean that you don't have to, at some point, say something in the right way. But when we lose it, which we often do, and sometimes we'll lose it and raise our voices, other times we'll lose it and just shut down, and then we'll go home and we'll bicker away with somebody at home about the things that the... and all that stuff. Just a shortage of fruit. If you will focus on the connection, if you'll keep living with Him, if you'll abide in Him, it's Jesus. I stay connected and I know I'm connected because I feel and I sense this surge of the life of the Spirit coming through me. That's how I know I'm connected. Some people will just, well, I, you know, they say it. It's my confession. I'm connected. I stay connected. It's, it's, if it's, it's experience or it's nothing. You can say whatever you want, but when the fr- if, if the fruit is not in our lives, which I think applies to all of us, we can all improve in this, me included. You see, and it's not, I'll pray for you. That'll help on some occasions. I'll, I'll, I pray for you at home during the week. That helps to a certain degree. But nothing takes the place of you keeping your connection. I can't do that for you. Nobody can do that for you. That's why I've met some of the, the, the most well-known and well-respected ministers in the world in my lifetime and, uh, and had them pray for me. And I know lots of people that might say that they're following this person or being greatly influenced or trained by this person and it can make some degree of difference. But if I could train you to stay connected, I can do more for you than anything else. And there are people that have been trained by these kind of like big name situations. You can learn certain things, but that their lives are often, too often, not producing the fruit that they could produce. Helping anybody today? This is going to be the most fruitful year of your life. You're going to have more love, agape love. You're going to have more peace, you're going to have more joy, you're going to have more forbearance simply by you and Jesus keeping that connection. Remain in him. Mino. Don't depart. Stay at the lodge. And that'll, God will speak to you right now 
in different ways about what that means. For some of you, it's just getting up earlier or, or, getting, or, or, or turning off the TV or something and just making time to be in his presence. That's part of it, for sure. But then for others, it's just learning that as we walk through life all day, we're not disconnected. Stay connected. Stay conscious of the life flowing through you. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Cool. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, two little verses, which is light and life to us. Thank you for these beautiful people here. Thank you for the beautiful people on Facebook and YouTube and Instagram, wherever else they've met us today. We pray, Lord, that, that you would speak to them about how wonderful it is to develop this abiding relationship with you. We ask that you send strength and help to enable us to do that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody, give the Lord a great hand of praise today. As I said, the artworks are available later, but today, Adaronke for you, a camellia. I, I won't give any.